And if you're a student, um, no matter your major, you better listen up right now. Getting internships and how I got bulk of my internships wasn't through direct applying. I think the biggest mistake is students thinking that internships are only meant to be started after your junior year. They should be, they could, they could start as, as soon as high school. Recruiters and hiring managers aren't against you. In fact, they want to find, they want you to be good because they don't want to spend their time trying to find good talent. They want the first interview interviewee to be absolutely spectacular. So that's just... All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. Today, we're actually going to be focusing on college students, but in particularly business students, and talking about how they can build a professional career. And to talk about this topic, I have a great guest. I have Keegan Santos here. And Keegan not only was a business student with a really successful background who has did awesome internships, and, and but he also is the founder of Business Student Insider. Uh, Keegan, welcome. How are you doing, my friend? I am fantastic. Thank you for that uh, super enthusiastic introduction. Um, and, you know, again, thank you so much for having me. You're, you're spreading so much education and, and goodness into the world. And I'm just super fortunate that you're allowing me to do, uh, to do some of that alongside you today. Um, no. and yeah, I started Business Student Insider due to a passion for teaching and coaching. And, you know, in college, I was fortunate enough to be a student leader on campus for many things and found myself formally and informally mentoring students. And I thought, you know, why not do this? No, it, it, that's super awesome that you kind of, you know, um, decided to continue on your passion to support and like, you know, help. But, I, you know, I want to learn more about like, what do you think is the biggest mistake that college students, you know, in particular business students are making that's not allowing them to get the jobs or the internships that they want? I think the easiest one, and it's probably the most, the most well-known. So if you want me to go into something that you think very few people don't know about, I'm more than happy to do that. But I think the biggest mistake that business students and students in general make is that getting an internship is for when you're going into a senior year in college. Mm -hmm. um, internships are like a domino effect. So you're not going to get a fantastic internship at, say, a company like Goldman Sachs or Boston Consulting Group or Google with no internships experience prior. So oftentimes people complain when they don't have good internships and they don't think that they have a lot of work with going into an entry level career to get a top job, but that's because they didn't build up enough internships experiences on campus to get to that point. So I think the biggest mistake is students thinking that internships are only meant to be started after your junior year. They should be, they could, they could. Start yeah. You know, what I think is super interesting, and I didn't realize this until I was uh, more like a hiring manager and I, I did the internship interviews for for PepsiCo's in their leadership developmental program and their supply chain um, roles, is that there's actually a lot of companies that have internships that are for, uh, for freshmen and sophomores. And a lot of the bigger companies specifically uh, target freshmen and sophomores for some particular internships because at the end of the day, like, it's a war on talent and all these companies are trying to get the, the best talent as early as possible. And if they can get them to do an internship with them earlier on and then get them to continue to come summer after summer, they're essentially signing that talent to a contract as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Companies spend so much money making sure that they're building pipeline for their companies 
Um, and that kind of goes into something that I teach with business students where in interviews, in the interview process, when you're networking, you need to be, you need to show two things that you're insanely passionate about the role and that you understand the role. Because yeah. if a, a, a student joins a company and they leave six months later, let's say they graduate and they join a company that costs the company tens of thousands of dollars. So that's why I always recommend when students are in these interviews and doing networking, that they show a clear understanding of their role. Because if you understand the role, you yourself can evaluate whether you're a good fit um, and they feel more confident in your ability to potentially be a good employee. And then also like showing a passion, which shows that you're more likely to stay because recruiters' biggest fears are, are that you're going to leave. And so starting internships really soon, freshman, sophomore year is important because if you liked your internship and you're going to come back, then they're really confident that you're going to stay longer than that, that six months. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I think uh, sometimes we, as a students, we we tend to not think about the other side of the table and why our company is doing all this, right? And understanding that, like, companies are not doing internships to get free or cheap labor. Like, the odds are, especially the bigger companies, they're doing it to build the pipeline. And the way they see the internship is a 10 to 12 week interview process. And they're not only interviewing you, but they want you to get to know the company and the culture to see, can you realistically see yourself building a career? Cause they're not looking for you to have a job. They're looking for you to build a career. And I know that for like most in internship programs, like the standard is like you want at least 80% of those interests to convert full time. Like think about that. Like if you're listening to this, like companies have target goals of saying like, Hey, we want 80, 90, 95% of interns to convert into a full-time job, which means if we flip the, the the script on on this, is they actually want you to succeed. Like it's in their best interest for them to to offer you the job. So as long as you don't mess it up, right? So it's your job to lose, not to get. Like you have that job there, um, you're gonna get it. And so you know what would my, I guess my question to you is, Keegan, you did how many internships did you do when you were in college? And like let's walk through the, that those experiences. Oh gosh, too many to count. So I like to tell, you know, I do my personal branding for Business Student Insider. I say 14 internships and experiences. And I think about nine of those were, were true internships. And the other five were experiences like being the director of my digital marketing on team on campus, yeah. being the phone-a-thon manager on campus, stuff like that. But as it relates to true internships, I would say um, about nine. But I wanted to reflect on something that you shared. And if you're a student, um, no matter your major, you better listen up right now. So Daniel was just sharing how they want you to succeed. Like they're looking for a reason to not hire you. And the same thing goes with interviews. So a lot of students are incredibly worried and anxious about going into interviews. Recruiters and hiring managers aren't against you. In fact, they want to find they want you to be good because they don't mm -hmm. want to spend their time trying to find good talent. They want the first interview interviewee to be absolutely spectacular. So that's just something that I, I wanted to sneak in there really, really quick. Um, and yeah, so can you elaborate a little bit on what you're looking to, uh, to hear in terms of like, yeah, well, a couple of things, like one, you said uh, you did uh, 14 internships and like key experiences. Right. And I think that's also like a really good point there is that, it's not just about an official internship, right? It's the experience, right? And if you even look at your LinkedIn section, it doesn't say work experience. It doesn't say work history. It doesn't say paid work history. It says experiences. And there's a lot of things that you did. I'm looking at it right now when I'm looking this way. To your point, like when you were like uh, leading the, the, you know, you said like the, the tele, what was it? The uh, phone-a-thon. So phone-a-thon, yeah. 
Yeah. When you're leading the phone at Ton, like that's not like maybe technical and internship, but that experience has a lot of transferable skills that companies are probably like, hey, that's fantastic. I'm sure that has helped you with your job in Salesforce as an SDR, right? Like that, it's it's very transferable. And I think that uh, sometimes as students, we we sell ourselves shorts on those situations. But I guess mainly for you is like, uh, you did all these internships. How did you get so many internships? How did you figure this out so early? And what advice do you have for the people that are like listening to this? And hopefully they're listening to this at an early enough stage. Yeah, it involves a lot of different things. I mean, obviously hard work is probably the biggest one, but first and foremost is just having the right attitude, uh, commitment, tenacity, and a deep understanding of the hiring process are super key. Um, so what I like to say with attitude is hard work is all relative. So st some students think that applying to 20 internships in a month is, is hard work. And others think that applying to 20 internships in one week is, is hard work. So hard work is very relative. So a lot of gurus and people out there, maybe even people on your podcast have said you just have to work hard, but it's all relative. So you need to change your mindset into thinking that applying to potentially 20 internships is standard. Um, and then I, I've been mentioning um, applying as well, but getting internships and how I got the bulk of my internships wasn't through direct applying. It's a lot of cold calling and a lot of cold emailing. And although those are more difficult in essence, if you do five cold calls to a company and email two of their employees versus apply to 30 companies, you're more likely to get an interview with those five companies that you cold call or cold email and research than just doing a blast of 30 applications in, in a week. Um, so that's, I would say just cold outreach was the best way that I was able to find a bulk of those internships. For Salesforce, I applied, I crushed the interview process. Same thing with the Hartford Yard Goats, but everything else, I pretty much created my own opportunities. And I, I was reaching out to the hiring manager, sending them a cold email or a cold call. And obviously there's so many more things that we could go into like networking, uh, personal branding. I think personal branding is just so important for students. Um, the, the whole part about personal branding, and you basically can do this all on LinkedIn, is just showing people that you're worth hiring. Um, and also like just personal selling is, is super, super important as well. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a good way that I can, that I can eloquate this. I would say personal branding as it relates to creating a demand for your employment. So get the business community, um, people that follow you on LinkedIn to have confidence in you as a respected, you know, high caliber young professional, get the business community to have confidence in you earn a reputation for quality performance um, so that you're talked about, establish yourself as a student leader that's perceived as a leader, you know, stand in front of a group and tell them you are, get involved in a group and lead them, um, show up everywhere, go to networking events, network with your peers, be known as, as an innovator, separate yourself from the competition, get in front of the pack, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and really just, you wanna build an image of being a consistent, positive performer by associating with quality things and people um, and get talked about in a positive way. So how I was able to do that throughout college was just, you know, really sitting down and drafting up these, these great LinkedIn posts. Um, and I oftentimes would have people reach out to me asking like, Hey, are you looking for an internship? So it was almost 
because I was doing all that work so well, I was getting inbound leads as opposed to having to do a bunch of outbound. And I know I mentioned I did outbound as well, but it was kind of a combination of both. So that's kind of what yeah. I say, like really strong personal branding, you know, mm-hmm. networking. Yeah, no, no, no. But I think what's interesting, because like I, I'm, I'm going, by the way, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm going to put a, a link to Keegan's uh, LinkedIn profile um, on the on the on the show notes, but I want you guys to look at it one to connect with them, but two, look at how well he's done at building his brand on LinkedIn. And um, and I say that, and, and if you're watching the video format of this, I'm actually gonna for the first time uh, try something, and I want to share my screen. So like, if you're watching, you can see what I'm talking about here. Look, um, what's really interesting, and in that anybody that's looking for a job can do as a college student, recent grad, anybody is his ability to just brand himself one. Uh, two, I think you did such a good job at right creating content. But how detailed your experience section is, it's awesome, right? Because you treated it like even if it was a one month project, right? Like where I forgot which where I was, he was here, like you, I, I don't even think it's a month, like I think you, you, you support it at a super at the Super Bowl, right? But you talked about I, I talk I talk about it here. No one might you're not gonna have someone read every word on his LinkedIn. Odds are most recruiters won't, but they'll glance through it and they can see that he put time and dedication to it, which means that translate to like for me as a recruiter, if I'm looking at, at Keegan's profile, I won't read every word, but I could tell he cares enough about his career to take it seriously. Because he's being very detail oriented, meticulous. He's sharing his experience, sometimes oversharing, which is not a bad thing because it allows me to gather more and more information to make an educated decision. And what this prompts me to want to do is at least get to know him and interview him. And so I'm sure this generated, made it really easy for you to get interviews. And like you mentioned, you do a job, an internship now as a full-time employee there. And, and, and that's really, really well done, right? Because you build a brand of trust and understanding that every company, regardless of its size, whether it's the Salesforce of the world, or if it's a small company like mine, like Opni, where I only have like 18 employees, it's like you have limited resources. And so anytime you're hiring someone, you need to figure out how am I going to make my money? And every time you hire someone, they're either going to make you money or save you money. Like every role in the company, from the janitor to the CEO, either makes or saves the company money. They're in, this is not a charity. Even the nonprofits are still looking at the numbers in the bottom nine because they're, they're responsible to their donors, right? And so when you can go and have a really great brand, whether it's your LinkedIn on your resume, uh, and you show that that eagerness, whether you're getting cold email or not, you make it really easy to somebody want to hire you. So I want to just give you some massive kudos for, for what you've been able to do. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm honored to be your first screen share. Um, and yeah, I, what I will say, and if you're a student, again, listen up, is primacy bias is a thing. And that's also mm-hmm. known as first impressions. There are so many things that students don't think of. They're just like, if I have a good resume and I can talk to people, I'll get the role. But you want to get, you know, A plus effort with those little things too. So there's two big things that I, I like to teach as it relates to primacy bias. Number one is just having a great online presence, which is basically just your, your LinkedIn these days. So you want them to look at your LinkedIn and your status. If your LinkedIn is really strong and you have posts that are pinned and featured and you have a really mm-hmm. strong headline, your status is going to go up in their mind. So they're, you're going to have to 
like for you not to get that, you know, next interview, let's say you're going to have to do worse than someone who has a normal LinkedIn page. That's very average because your status is elevated after they see yeah. that LinkedIn. So if I was ever a very bad interviewer, I raised my status with such a good LinkedIn that I wasn't brought down enough for them to potentially not want to move me on in the interview process. And then that other bucket, it's very simple. Um, I, I'm creating an ebook right now where I've interviewed 25 plus hiring managers across Fortune 500 companies, CEOs of startups. And a lot of people have actually mentioned that an email is really important to first impressions. So I've, I've been told, you know, if, if, if your email is, you know, let's say like Keegan Santa one, two, three, four, five at gmail.com just seems super unprofessional. So emails, you know, first name dot last name or first name, last name at gmail.com first initial last name at gmail.com really, really important. So if you're a student, make sure that your, uh, your email is, is, is professional. I know that was a little bit. Yeah, no, no, that's a really good point. And, and going back to your, your, the biases that you were sharing, it's like, we talk about that in, in our program with our clients to tell them that like, there's a psychological term of like halo and horn effect. And so when someone looks at it and they're super impressed by, um, by your LinkedIn or somebody refers you to someone, right? They have this halo effect. So when you do go to the interview and let's say you're really nervous, they're actually going to give you the benefit of that and be like, oh, like, you know, Keegan cares so much. She's just nervous versus if they have a negative uh, impression of you and they have a horn effect, which works the, the opposite there, no matter what you say, they're going to be like, they're just going to not give you the benefit of the doubt, right? They're going to be like, oh, this guy's just unprepared, right? And so uh, it, it, it's so true. It's so true. Um, it, it's, it's, very, it's really, really true. Another thing I kind of like wanted to talk through about is where did you get that um, the drive to want to be a leader? I, I, I'm noticing a lot of times you know, through our conversations, either before today, even I look at your LinkedIn, um, you, you've learned a really valuable skills that I wish people would learn sooner. And that is like, you do need to title to be a leader. And it seems to me that this continues to repeat in your life where you, you see an opportunity and you step up for it. And then you, you, you just become the leader, whether th there's a title involved or not, you seem to do that or, or maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, liked to wear opportunity goggles. Um, I like to think of myself as very ambitious and I know many students are, but sometimes students aren't sure how to get to that point. Um, and I actually just recently made a post that goes something like the, the student leaders on campus didn't get lucky. They have the magic and it's the magic you don't have because the magic's hidden in the effort that you're not aiming for or the effort that mm -hmm. you're not doing. Um, and I say effort because it's not just hard work. It's also intelligent work. Um, kind of like the interview process, you could, you could be applying to 100 roles, but there could all be general applications on a tailored resume. So you're being busy as opposed to being effective. Um, but that's a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, I, I was just very ambitious. I tried to wear opportunity goggles because I liked to, to make an impact. I like to, I, I don't really, I'm not the kind of person that just wants to be someone that kind of just goes with the flow. I like to ch take charge. I like to produce really cool things that can benefit students. So in college, I had networked with a vice president of sales for an NFL team, a massive organization. We got along really well. I was mentioning how I was interested in potentially starting a sports sales club on campus because my roots is actually a, a sport management business focus uh, in college. And 
I, you know, we worked together and he was like, yeah, I think this would be a great idea. So we had a bi-weekly training for students. I I built up a club of 50 students. And I guess to get to the answer is because I just had such a passion seeing students get hired for this NFL team and, you know, getting their texts and saying like, hey, if it weren't for you, like, I don't know where I would be. Like this job is a dream come true. That's, that's just kind of what, what does it for me. And with everything that I led, it was kind of my goal to, to get to that point. And sometimes, you know, things worked out and sometimes things didn't, but ultimately just like making an impact. Same thing when I was the president of my peer advisors organization on campus, helping students get roles for Fortune 500 companies, the New York Jets, um, just, just puts a smile on my face. No, that that's super exciting because like you, you can see the passion and, and, and because the impact and it creates like a flywheel effect because one thing leads you to more motivation. So then you can, that reinforces your want and need to want to do it. So then you redo it at a bigger scale. And I think long story short, you, you now have, um, this, uh, you know, you now started your own business, you know, as business student insiders, which is awesome. So as we wrap it up, you know, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about, uh, what is uh business student insider and if people listening to this and want to learn more about what you do and how you help uh, and they want to learn more from you, what can, how can they do so? Yeah. Business Student Insider is a brand and organization that is dedicated to helping students succeed as young professionals. Now, if you follow my Instagram, which is just my first name, last name, K-E-E-G-A-N, Santasir, S-A-N-T-A-S-I-E-R-E, or you just look up Business Student Insider, you'll be able to find it. Um, it's going to benefit all students. The focus you'll clearly see is around business students, but I have a lot of students that aren't business students that are you know, constantly messaging me for certain resources for computer science or any other like biology, even I had a, a student at Stanford asking for, for help and he was a biology student. So I'd like to think that my platforms could help everyone focus definitely is on business students. Um, but really just dedicated to bridging that gap between really undervalued career centers and students that are just seeming to be lost at sea. I think a lot of career centers, the professional development is super undervalued on campus. So trying to bridge that gap and help students. No, I love it. I love it. Keegan, look, man, super happy to, to have connected with you. I'm proud of everything you're building, man. Uh, like I'm really excited to see what you do uh, moving forward with, um, with your business and continue to support and make an impact. You're one of those individuals that continues to create a ripple effect wherever you're at. And, um, and so like really happy that I get to uh, showcase you on this platform. And, and so like, if, if you're listening to this, right. Um, and you're a college student, if you're a business student, or you have someone in your, your network, whether maybe you're listening as your son or your nephew or your little brother, and you know that they're in college or starting college, and you want them to learn and, and, and learn from someone who's walked in their shoes not too long ago and has had a lot of success, uh, share this episode with them. Have them get to know Keegan, get to know uh, Business Student Insider, um, and get to know the, the advice that was shared here. So I appreciate you kicking so much. I appreciate all, all of you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. Uh, thank you guys for listening and catch you guys in the next episode.